When it comes to the plant-based eating debate, there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy. Of course, we want to eat things that make us feel good and generate energy to keep us going, but there's also a major environmental component that drives a lot of people to a plant-focused diet. But you don't have to give up some of your faves entirely. Impossible Foods makes meat from plants. They're solving the meat problem with more meat. By creating delicious meat from plants that's better for you and the planet, Impossible lets you enjoy some of your favorite meaty products with a plant-based twist. Ground beef, homestyle meatballs, sausage patties, all made from plants. And that's just a few of their delicious and versatile options. No more tension between craving meat but not wanting to eat so much of it or sacrificing your carnivorous faves for your health. Indulge in nutrient-packed, plant-based goodness and feel good doing it. Check out impossiblefoods.com to see how you can help solve the meat problem with more meat. That's I-M-P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E-F-O-O-D-S.com. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. What I love about Shopify is basically how no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. I know we use Shopify here at Betches, and honestly, anyone with any kind of business could really benefit from Shopify. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklyn, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash betches, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash betches now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash betches. In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey, the podcast where we cover all the pop culture we love to hate, from the classic reality TV moments of the past and present to the latest Daily Mail headlines and everything in between. We'll dive into all the infamous and notorious messes you can't stop watching. I'm looking at you, Jax Taylor. I'm your host, Ryan Bailey. This one goes out to This one goes out to the one I've left behind. 
records films these things matter folks welcome to an all-new episode of so bad it's good with ryan bailey this is ryan this is your wednesday episode we've made it halfway through the week uh i i think it's going so quickly we're we're so close to the weekend and i feel like we're just getting started today we're gonna do a southern charm recap from this past thursday's episode now I was lucky enough to uh, do this recap already with Ronnie Karam of Watch What Crappens. And I would say just go listen to that, but I want to do it for us anyways, because I'm just going to be sillier and stupider, and because uh, Meditza told me I should do this so I can commit to something and not quit. <laughs> so she's like, you've done all the episodes, you need to do this episode too. So I'm like, okay, and we'll we'll throw some pop culture stories in there as well so you can get a full show out of this. How are you guys today? Uh, I hope you're doing good. Uh, it... Uh, it just keeps going. Uh, tonight, uh, this is Tuesday night. Tonight is supposedly the premiere opening party of Schwartz and Sandy's over at Vanderpump Rules. They're doing a daily mail party over there. So huge no- news over the Vanderpump Rules front. They have been filming now uh, almost a week, and uh, I wonder how I wonder how many minutes of film you get in filming for a week. Like I truly do wonder what the breakdown of that is. If the first week went well, if they feel like they're getting enough drama, it feels like we we talked about this uh, article that Lala did or an interview that Lala did that said 
she didn't sign her contract until the night before. And I heard a similar thing with Sheena. And I just love when reality stars play hardball negotiations, you know? And it's like, listen, Lala is huge for Vanderpump Rules, but it's not like it's Brad Pitt, you know? It's like, whoa, Brad dropped out of that movie? Like, Lala, come on, what else are you going to do? You need the show to then sell the other things. Like, I mean, I feel like they really don't have a lot of negotiating power. I'm so curious what the Vanderpump Rules cast is getting paid because I feel like anything is better than nothing at this point. When it comes to reality uh, stars, you're 10 years into the game and you might be like, well, I'm I'm such and such, so I deserve this much money. But if your show is taking a long break, you're just looking to get back to work. And I feel like if you do the reality show, it feeds into all of the other businesses. And I would assume that nobody would say no to doing this unless you were a very beginner beginner. Now, I remember season nine, I believe, I knew somebody that had been offered to be on the cast. And they turned it down because they were offered, I think... It was $20,000 for the entire season for every episode. And they're like, but you'll make it in the back end with social media and things like that. Um, so I get curious. I don't know if you guys are like that. The more you watch these shows, the more you actually want to see how they're pieced together or how the sausage is made and see if it completely ruins anything. Um, if you, uh, love Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip season two, like I do over on Peacock, I just recapped episode six over on the Patreon and also Bill and Becky Bailey. My parents did a, a little Patreon interview separately from what you guys heard them on Monday's episode. So Two new episodes over on the Patreon today. I'm getting really sad that the uh, season finale of Girls Trip will be airing this, what is it, Wednesday, Thursday? I don't, all the days mean nothing anymore, but I'm sad that it's going to be over because I, I truly grew to like that show. I mean, it's batshit crazy. It truly is batshit crazy, but I started to really enjoy the craziness and I got to tell you, and nobody, I think there's only a handful of people that will do this. If you watch the show each episode two times, it gets better. That second time, you start to see the richness, the details. It's like it's like a, a, a housewife's onion. There is just so many layers to it. And I truly hope Dorinda is okay. I, I mean, I really hope, because a lot of us have expressed our opinions about Dorinda and her drinking and, and things of that nature. And I just, I think we all say this because we truly like Dorinda, but I just, I get really nervous for her because I wonder if she gets her feelings hurt. I wonder if she thinks we're all just trolls because that's the Kim Kardashian way, right? If anybody says anything negative about you, don't listen to it. Just say they're trolls and keep on moving. I don't listen to the neg negativity. I only listen to the positivity. Um, I cannot wait to get to that part. I only listen to the negativity right now. And I, I've grown to really, it's like a, it's like a, a little snuggy blanket. I just kind of wrap myself up in negative comments and I dig it. Um, speaking of doing this on YouTube, it's very frustrating because I can see how crazy my hair is getting. It's horrible. My, um, I, I say this like it's a, like I, I have a barber, but like, she's not like, she's only cut my hair twice, but I call her my barber cause it kind of sounds cool. And she, she DM'd me this week because she follows me on Instagram and said, oh, it looks like you're due for a haircut and a beard trim. And I'm like, yeah, but like, how dark is that? Where like people are reaching out to me that are like, you need like it. And I like, oh, maybe she just needed like some money or something. But at the same time, I'm like, she she's right. But like how dark that that's actually in my DMs. Like guys DMs usually are like, like girls are like flirting with people or guys are flirting with people. And my DMs are like, you look really messy. Um, you should come in for a haircut 
a, and I said, oh yeah, soon. She goes, how about this week? And I'm like, are we going to make an appointment right here over the, it's rough. Um, I left my parents today, uh, Bill and Becky Bailey. We celebrated my mom's 74th birthday. It is always wild to be with your parents. And, uh, you know, I already miss them. They're, like I said, Monday, the loves of my life, they crack me up, truly crack me up because I think you guys know with your parents, if you're lucky enough to still have them around and that you actually get along with them, it's just, be- it becomes a sitcom. It truly becomes a sitcom because you're onto them. You've caught onto their little, like little games that they play with each other. And you're like, oh my God, I cannot believe at one point I let you guys ground me. I cannot believe you, you're the one that told me to take out the trash every week. And I did it like I, you know, for five bucks, that's what like my allowance was five bucks. And they're still like, like she told me to take out the trash yesterday. And I'm like, uh, we, you're not paying me anymore. Like this is, that's if I want to take out the trash, I will, but regardless, uh, let's get into some, uh, pop culture news before we get into this recap, just so we can say we did a little something besides the recap. Uh, I always like to go to on TMZ and daily mail. And it's just, it, it relaxes me. It calms me. It's my, it's my visual melatonin. Uh, Ben and Jen now two days strong. You guys, this is, I mean, they're really, it's huge. This is interesting though. They got married in Vegas, but that they're going to have a huge wedding party in Georgia. Now get this TMZ is reporting that Ben and Jen wedding venue from 20 years ago. Remember they were going to get married 20 years ago. They had picked out this wedding venue and now it's going to serve as a spot for friends and family. How interesting, like, do you think they put a deposit down 20 years ago and they're finally, you know, they're like, Oh, we can't give you your money back, but we'll use it as a, you know, like if you get married again, you'll be able to use it thinking that they would never use it again. And now here they are 20 years later, they're using it again. So they're getting married at, wait, why does Ben has an 87 acre property outside Savannah, Georgia? Oh, so it's Ben's, I wonder if Ben's charging Jen to use the property. You know how Trump used to do that with the secret service and the Trump hotels, he would charge him like beyond full price. I wonder if Ben is charging Ben and Jen, the corporation to hold the big party there. But anyways, 87 acres. Wow. So they're going to have a party at this place. The property is about an hour drive from Savannah, features several homes on this property, including a 10,000 square foot main house and a smaller 6,000 square foot home. So there's plenty of bedroom for guests. Uh, Jennifer released a statement shortly after they broke the wedding news saying, we did it. Love is beautiful. Love is kind, blah, blah, blah. So that'll be fun. I don't know if so bad it's good should send some people down to do. What if we did man on the street outside of Ben and Jen's wedding or just me standing out there with like a sign, like a subway sandwich, cardboard flipper, like we, you know, like love is patient. Love is kind. Um, no, I'm excited. That'll be the party of the century. Now in sad news for every, for every couple that gets married, there's a couple that breaks up and, and this is sad because, uh, I, I don't know these people personally, but a lot of people, um, seem to truly have supported them as a couple or, or I, I read a lot of stuff online about how excited people are that they were together, which is so interesting for me because I don't know, like when is the last time you guys have been excited for something? Like you're like, Oh, that's so cute. They really excite me. Like I'm trying to think of the, like I was around when like Brad Pitt and Jennifer Aniston were together and then Brad and Angelina. And I just, I mean, those were exciting. And I just don't know if I have it in me to get worked up anymore, but Chelsea Handler and the comedian Joe Coy, uh, they split after a year of dating. And this is wild because they, they, it, they released a 
they released like full statements that that almost seem like they're more in love than like the, the way that Chelsea Handler writes about Joe Coy makes me think of like, well, if you're writing this suite of things about this dude, why don't you just stay with him? Um, so she announced this, which is that's what you got to do. You got to announce relationships on Instagram. That's how you know it's a real relationship. Uh, if you announce it on Twitter, it just means it's a trash can fire relationship. So uh, Chelsea, you guys, I'm trying to find the exact uh so now i'm actually getting lost um okay here it goes uh in anticipation of celebrating our first year together joe and i recorded this video early but as many of you have noticed it is with a heavy heart to announce that we have decided together that it is best for us to take a break from our relationship right now okay so you're like oh right now Maybe it's like Devin Booker and Kendall Jenner. I know that's a horrible comparison, but remember they took a break like a month and a half ago and supposedly now they're back on. So I was like, okay, for now, maybe it's going to be on in the future. Then I kept reading. I know many of you were invested in our love and I wanted to express to you how much that meant to both of us, how much it still means and how much I now believe in love for each one of us. Now that's the point where I was like, oh, now I'm kind of thinking Chelsea was the one that broke up because she, she says break from our relationship right now. But in the second paragraph, she says, and how much I now believe in love for each one of us. Does she mean all of us as a nation, like me, you, everybody, or does she mean her and Joe? And I read it as her and Joe, which means like, she's already like, Joe, you'll, your true love's out there. Me too. Which is never what you want to hear from a girl. You never want to hear. I hope you wind up with something, somebody, somebody fitting as you deserve because you're amazing. It's that's always like the kiss of death. Then she goes, this man blew my heart open with love. And because of him, my life experience has changed forever to be loved and adored by at Joe Coy has been one of the greatest gifts of my life. He renewed my faith in men, in love, in being 100% who I am, and I've never been more optimistic for the future. Now, this is all amazing, but as a guy that is very insecure and somebody that just, I mean, just possible, like, I'm the narcissistic, all of that stuff, would you hate to be this guy, Joe, where Chelsea writes in your breakup, you renewed my faith in men, in love, and being 100% who I am? I don't want to renew your faith in men. Now it just means you're going to go with another guy after I taught you how to love again. Like, what does that mean? And then she addresses Joe directly, even though we can all see it. It says, Joe, you blew my creativity open, my lust for working hard again, being on the road again, and you reminded me who I was and always have been, and my feet have never been more firmly planted in the ground. Now, as a negative person, I'm reading that as... But now you've you've made me realize how amazing I am and have always been. But I do not want to share any of that with you. And I love that she like you you inspired me to work twenty four seven. Like you you my lust for working hard again. Like if I was in a relationship with you and you're like you make me want to work completely twenty four seven where I do not need to see you and spend time with you. And then she goes. This is not an ending. It's another beginning. Yeah, it's another beginning of you possibly being with another dude. I don't want that. And it's a comfort to know that I am still loved and love this man the way the sun loves the moon and the moon loves the sun. Now, this is a complete rumor. I heard the sun did love the moon, but then the moon completely cheated on the sun. And now I heard the sun hates the moon. That's just I read that in the Daily Mail. Um. 
And then she writes, this is the worst. She writes, your person is coming. Does she mean us or does she mean Joe? Like, Joe, like, wouldn't you hate the breakup letter for everybody? And she's got, like, how many followers she got? She got, like, 4.6 million people. So it's, like, 4.6 million people you're telling of, like, yo, Joe, it's not me, but I know your person is coming, and you know I mean it because that part's in all caps. She goes, so please continue to root for both of us because you never know what life will bring. And let's first start by all going to the theater August 5th to buy tickets to Joe's new movie Easter Sunday in Filipino Pride. Let's go. So we got a plug in there for Joe's movie, which is great. Um, but continue to root for both of us. Now, I feel like, do you, are you aware every day of who you root for? A lot for me, it's like family and friends. But like, do, do I have any, like, do you guys actively root for Chelsea Handler and Joe Coy? Like at night, if you do your prayer, are you like, dear God, please watch after Joe Coy and Chelsea Handler. Let their love flourish and continue to grow like a bright burning sun, almost like the sun loving the moon. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's, 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 I, I want this to, I don't know. And so I didn't even listen. There's a message they put along with it. And what does it say here? Let's, oh man, this is dark. Let's see. Uh, Hang on. Um, and we are, well, honey, what have you learned in the last year um, being in a relationship with your lover? That it's fun to be in love and always be in the moment. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, you're the one who taught me how to always be in the moment, honey. Yeah. Because you, because you, you can't. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> are you okay? Oh, shit. Are you okay? You're too late, Oh, your hand. Okay, so they made a video, you guys, celebrating their one-year anniversary and then broke up. What is going... Does anybody have information on this? Please email me at so bad it's good with Ryan Bailey or you can follow me on Instagram. But now I'm... Guys, I am so invested in this and I really wasn't even that invested in either of them to begin with. No offense to them. I hear they're amazing. But my God, what happened? Does anybody have the dirt? Okay. Um, so the, uh, the next news story, it's a... A lighter story, if you will, but a very inspirational story as well. Uh, this is from People magazine. Kim Kardashian says she hates her wrinkly hands, but reveals sweet reason, but reveals sweet reason she embraces them. And of course, the sweet reason is because it holds Pete Davidson's penis. And I don't, I don't, I don't think let's read it together. So it says Kim Kardashian is sharing. This is what I love like people us weekly they're just always needing to create content so they'll take articles from magazines like this is about her allure august 2022nd issue and they have to make like little pieces of content out of it so you get articles like this where you're like wait this is an article about how kim hates her wrinkly hands but there's a sweet reason behind it and when i hear wrinkly hands i think kyle richards (laughs) i'm joking um okay so she in this article which by the way heavy hitting article if she's talking about her wrinkly hands she says um I hate my hands. They're wrinkly and gross, she admitted. Brave. But I've lived life, and I've changed so many diapers with these hands, and I've snuggled my baby with these hands, so I'm okay with them. That is, that's a very sweet reason. But also, and I've signed the paychecks of all the housekeepers that are in charge of my kids. I've signed those checks. Ah, yes. Um, 
She lets us in on her busy schedule with the kids. She drops the kids off at school, and then on my car ride home, I listen to the music that I want to listen to, and that's good for my mental health. What do you think she listens? I mean, what do, you, do you think she listens to whatever Pete tells her to listen to now? And do you think she's like, do you think she listens to Kanye still? She goes, I have a minute alone without making phone calls, and that's when I recharge. Can you imagine the minute where Kim recharges? Is she just like, zzz, like, is she like actively going, I'm recharging like a robot? She says, um, my workout is before drop-off. I get up at 5.30 and my workout is 6 to 7. Kids are up at 7.05 a.m. Man, this is like the army. Um, really rare that I can get in my room and lock the door and say, I need 20 minutes. But th- guys, this is deep. Now, if you need to take a second to get a pen and paper, I want you to write this part down. Kim Kardashian says, but the chaos is also the beauty. Wow. And that's why I love my moments in the morning before everyone wakes up. I can go outside and work out and take a breather, an hour to myself, if you will. Even if it's what, even if it's with a trainer or whatever, I still feel like it's by myself. Listen, I feel like we're going to get an article pretty soon about Kim's like bowel movement. It's my time to rest and recharge on the old toilet. Um, the, I feel like there's so much shit that happened this weekend. You had the Tristan Thompson, the Ben and Jen that were kind of in this Tuesday doldrums of pop culture stories where it's not, you know, you got you got some wrinkly hand people magazine articles. That's not that big of a deal. Uh, here's another great one I noticed from Us Weekly, not People. Us Us was like, hey, we want to write a bland article about the Kardashians, too. So here's one over on Us. Says, Chloe Kardashian subtly reacts to Tristan Thompson holding hands with the mystery woman. So subtly. Let's see how Chloe subtly reacted to this. Because we know she didn't really bi- she knows she didn't really give it to him at all in a, terms of a big reaction. So this article is written, uh, it says, a subtle response, period. Khloe Kardashian let her feelings about her ex-boyfriend Tristan Thompson's current love life and his rumored new girlfriend be known with a simple social media move. And then the quote is, To everyone that's freaking out about this video of Tristan in Greece with another girl, Khloe and Tristan are both single. And according to the statement from Khloe's rep, they haven't spoken since December besides co-parenting. Kardashian fan account at Kardashian social shared via Instagram. Um, alongside the Bulls player and Mykonos, blah, blah, blah. Uh, this account says, so I don't know why it would be crazy for Tristan to be with another girl. As long as he's a good dad to his baby, which we don't know when Chloe's surrogate is due. Kardashian social just schooled us, you guys. Okay, but it gets better. So you're like, well, but how did Chloe subtly shade Tristan? This is great. I'm going to answer that right now. Um, Chloe liked the post. Oh, check that out. Chloe liked it. So that is that is the subtle shade we're talking about is that Chloe went click with her little thumb and liked it. And uh, that's that is what Us Weekly is calling subtle shade. What a like that's amazing. And I bet, you know, there was like a team of 20 that helped Chloe with that. So she's like, I want to show people that I don't care, but I want to subtly shade Tristan. And they're like, what if you liked at Kardashian socials post that tells all of us to not to leave Tristan alone? Now, also on that same tip is what I kind of been saying of like, as long as he's a good dad, which we don't know since the baby's not come yet. But we do know that his son with Marley Nichols, he still has not met yet. And from according to a month and a half ago, still had not paid child support. So right there, are we allowed to say, well, that doesn't sound like a good dad to me. 
I mean, listen, I don't have any kids yet, but that doesn't sound amazing. So are, are we to say like, you know, Tristan's only good to the, the famous kids, you know, like it, it, ugh, ugh, ugh. but once again, you guys, we're to blame. We are the ones to blame for all of the Kardashians problems. Um, and even better news than that, you guys, Justin Bieber, you know, him, you love him. He resumes his justice world tour. Uh, remember he had to stop, uh, his tour because he had Ramsey hunt syndrome that like froze half of his face, which I was like, dude, 50% of Justin Bieber's face is still better than 100% of my face. But he was like, I can't tour with Ramsey hunt syndrome, which I was like, Ramsey hunt syndrome sounds like an opening act on your tour, but he is now going to be hitting South America, South Africa, the Middle East, Asia, Australia, New Zealand, and then circling back to Europe. His team says he is making great progress. Um, and and we saw him soaking up some R&R with Haley. I mean, wouldn't you just love, like, I would love to, I have a feeling it would be the most boring documentary in the world to watch their day-to-day existence. And I don't mean that as a bad thing. I think they genuinely love each other. So I would love to see how mundane it is. And sometimes you get the sense that Haley Bieber's full-time job is taking care of Justin Bieber. And I don't mean that in a bad, negative way. It just really, truly, like, she's there to make sure he's okay. So uh, obviously she did her job well because he is going to be back on the road. Uh, do you guys got tickets to the old Biebs? Is he, uh, I think he's still a big deal, right? Yeah. He's, no, he's big. Um, let's see here. There's two Daily Mail now I'm hitting. Way too many Kardashian stories. Oh, Brad Pitt is on the red carpet of his Bullet Train premiere. That's his new movie, Bullet Train. And he's wearing like a brown skirt, like a very Harry Styles look. And I got to tell you, this guy can pull off anything. But more importantly, I said on this podcast months ago that I hope for men, they're bringing skirts into a way that men can wear them freely because... With I hate putting on jeans. I got thick thighs and I just don't love it. But if I could get into a skirt, like a manly skirt, like something old, like if Old Navy will start selling men's skirts, and if this is what we need. We need people like Brad Pitt to, to really kind of get it back into fashion. This is what we need is this guy. Maybe Justin could wear it on his tour, but I'm hoping by the end of summer, I'm in like full skirts nonstop because it would just be so much easier in so many ways. Uh, True Lies, Tom Arnold, 63, reveals that he lost 75 pounds in six months after suffering from a mini stroke. So that's all it takes for me to lose weight. I've got to suffer a mini stroke. Count me in. Like, it's it's just a mini? Like, a mini's not even a maxi. A mini stroke for 75 pounds down? Hell yeah, I'm in, Tom. Uh, He also cannot talk or move his mouth. No, he's fine, he says. Uh, let's see. Tom Cruise is back in the news because Top Gun Maverick has hit over $1.2 billion. It's Paramount's like top grossing film of all time. But now Tom Cruise is back in fashion. He's over in London and he's getting photographed everywhere. You see him in a new bicep shirt every day and you're just like, good for you, Tom. He's 60. He looks great for 60. And also shout out to the people that let me know Tom Cruise had dissolved the fillers in his face. Remember? Like over COVID, he was starting to look like a chipmunk because he had put too much. He looked like a happy chipmunk, but a chipmunk nonetheless. And he finally removed the filler. And now he looks like a really handsome 60. I mean, he doesn't look 60. I look older than Tom Cruise. This dude looks great. And he's always wearing these tight shirts. So his bicep shows. And uh, I mean, good. I guess good for him. Right. We, we, we want that. Um, 
Let's see. Any other uh, news we got? I think we're uh, I think we're good. Let's get to the the uh, <laughs> southern. Let's get to the southern. Oh wait, this is actually good. Texas State University, you guys, and you're like, oh, don't bring up Texas, but I'm going to, this is something good Texas is doing. Texas State University will offer a Harry Styles course next year. That's right. Uh, You're going to be able to spend a whole semester learning about pop superstar Harry Styles. Imagine failing a Harry Styles course. You're like, oh my God, I totally failed the Harry's house pop quiz. Yeah, I got the course, which will be offered via the Department of History starting in the 2023 spring semester, is titled, titled Harry Styles and the Cult of Celebrity. Ooh, Identity, the Internet, and European Pop Culture. It'll be offered first to honor students at the university, followed by non-honors. Wait, only honor students can take that? You gotta be pretty smart to take the Harry Styles course. Hey, why don't you take uh, uh, shitbag, uh, what, what's that, what, like Liam? Not, uh, what, what, you can take a, hey, Hey, uh, non-honor students can take the Zane Malik course. I'm kidding, Zaniacs. Calm down. Uh, but this is kind of shit. Like I would, when I went to Arizona State University, the Harvard of the West, I took a Beatles course. And I got to tell you, I'll be honest with you folks. I did not go to one class and I got A+. Plus. Like I, got, I mean, I aced that class because my dad, I grew up with an appreciation for the Beatles. So my laziness and then my knowledge due to osmosis through my dad's passions gave me one of the best college experiences I ever had, which was like me just laying horizontally in a bed during that class, kind of like Paige DeSorbo on any of the reality shows she's in. So very exciting over there. Maritza, who does all our graphics and produces uh, the videos and all, I mean, amazing. She just sent me, uh, she's sending me articles about uh, Megan Fox nails and Kim Kardashian's wedding ring. <laughs> she's she's telling me about the Kim Kardashian old hands and she's making dirty jokes about Pete. Oh, also, she just sent me uh call her daddy. Alexandra Cooper is oh, she's interviewing surviving an abusive relationship featuring featuring Audrina Partridge. So good for you. I love that, man. That call her daddy girl literally made sixty million dollars off of Spotify. And she does one forty-five minute to an hour episode a week. And listen, she does it really good and like it's all edited and fancy and all that, but $60 million? Could you imagine, folks? We're in the wrong business. No, I'm in the right, I'm actually in that business. I just am not, I need to get a blonde wig or something. I need some something exciting needs to happen. Okay, are you guys ready for the excitement of a little show I call, let me give you a hint, it's easy. That's Mia Sable's song uh, of Southern Charm. Now, two judgy girls, me and Ronnie were talking about this on Friday's episode of Watch What Crappens because I had this theory. I was like, does it, is it you or me that it does seem like these lyrics keep, like there seems to be new lyrics all the time and are they going to get like really specific of like, Shep, you owe money on your Discover card. You know, like those kind of lyrics. And I guess two judgy girls, um, Courtney and Summer Mary, you guys know them, uh, they DM'd with Mia Sable, the the artist, she's like Prince to me, um, she DM'd with uh, Mia, or they did, and I think asked the same question that we did, and says, um, 
they wrote me, I love your work. Wondering how often you record the Southern Charm theme song and its iterations. And she says, hey, thanks. It's actually just one recording that they remix. We create something called stems that when I make songs and it's all the pieces of the song separately so they can be remixed, which is just amazing to think about. Like, what if there's like a billion stems to the Southern Charm? Oh, yeah. Bop-a-doo. Bop-a-dee. Um, also, how often, like, all of us pods are, like, recapping the same ones. Is this okay? Or is it like a butterfly, like a snowflake or a butterfly? It all is, be- like, they all have different wings and, and, you know, each snowflake is beautiful. Is that the kind of, what do you guys, what do you guys like? Hey, what do you guys like in your recaps? You guys like silly recaps? What do you guys like? Um, okay, so we are in, uh, <laughs> okay, so. Wait one sec. I lost. You guys, you don't know how hard it is. I take notes on all these shows and then I don't label the notes. And so then I go to talk to you guys and I have to go through all of these notes. And then I just see random notes like pack dad's shirt, which was because I saw my parents and I forgot that. Fuck, dude. Do you ever worry at the end of your life you're going to see all of the stupid notes you jotted to yourself that you forgot where they were? And you're like, oh, my God, I should have remembered to do that. Like, it's just a string of things that I forget at this point. And then you see them, you know, you'll be doing a podcast and then you'll see the note and go, oh, my God, I can't believe I forgot that. Why didn't I write a note? Well, you did. You just didn't look at the note. I think if you're joining me for the first time, you realize I'm having what we call a nervous breakdown, folks. Uh, It's so fun to have, and it's uh, where I panic and internally scream for a couple hours during the show. And that's why I really do the show, because if I didn't do the podcast, I would only be internally screaming uh, in my head. And that's why I like to get it out. I like to put it out there to the public, and uh, everybody can have a good old time with it. Good old time with it. So, this is... um, this episode is episode number four, you guys. Yeah, they, uh, they've made four episodes this season so far. The fifth one will be Thursday night, and I believe, knock on whatever this desk is made out of, I'm going to be interviewing somebody from Southern Charm tomorrow. Ba-ba-doo! And uh, this, is called, uh, this title is called It's My Party, and I'll Fight If I Want To. And you know and I know that these titles provide one of the great... Um, you know, this is like a think of it like a great mystery of life. And the title of these episodes provide us a clue, if you will, into what we're going to see that night. So I think this is like, it's my party and I'll cry if I want to. It's a takeoff of that song. And so I'm like, who's having a party? Well, if you pay attention to the show and not on your phone the whole time, you'll remember that. Um, let's see who Vanita, I'm like Vanita and Madison are having a joint birthday party. So I'm like, okay, it's my party. It's going to be that party. And there means there's going to be a fight. So uh, it's very, it's all very exciting. So the other thing that Bravo does is they'll give a show description to the cable company. So if you are just, if you're not a Southern Charm fan, never watched it before, you know, you can be flipping through your TV and you'll be like, what's this Southern Charm? Uh, it's my party and I'll fight if I want to. Let me find a little bit more information about that and see if I want to watch it. And this is the description they give. It says, 
Austin gets emotional. And by the way, what if it just Austin gets emotional, period? No, Austin gets emotional when he learns his parents are selling his childhood home. Pussy. Uh, Cleb or Caleb or Chubbs, however you want to call it. We say it Caleb, but it's spelled C-H-L-E-B because they hate us. Uh, Cleb leans on his cousin for support in the wake of his breaking with Catherine. Um, that they broke up at the end of last week's episode. Remember you guys with the sad meatballs? Like, oh, don't eat me. Shep's past comes back to haunt him, which really could mean anything. Like, I was like, was Shep and Nom? Like, Shep's past, did he kill a hobo? What did he do? Shep's past comes back to haunt him when Taylor voices her concerns for their future. Like, in my dream of dreams, when I read that, I was like, oh my God, what if Shep has a 16-year-old son he's never met? And, like, a new stranger kid comes to town. He's like, you're my dad. And Shep's like, what? Yeah, you hooked up with my mom in Thailand. He's like, are you kidding me? Uh, You know, uh, unfortunately, that is not what happens. That's not what we're voicing the concern about. So, um, previously on Southern Charm. And previously on Southern Charm is just so amazing. With all Bravo shows, they treat us like idiots. And we see uh, little clips of all the scenes that we've already seen so many times. We're flashback happy. It's just all these little things because they think they need to let us know. Like, they're they're like, oh, my God, these guys are such idiots. They're not going to remember where we left off last week. We're not going to remember that Catherine and Chubbs broke up, you know? Um, so, So... Naomi is doing the voiceovers in the beginning, you know, like, well, and the the, the music is like, times have changed, don't you know, don't you know? Um, and then Naomi's like, Madison dropped big news on her Amazon Live after Olivia struggled to make friendships at my party. And she's like, I felt bad. I saw her get attacked. Um, Craig and Austin make up. And Caleb and Catherine did not get there happily ever after. And then we have the song go, it's easy making you think you love me. Oh, and then we cut to opening and we're, we're in Southern charm. It's very exciting there. We see bridges, water houses. Uh, they're like, and we're with Vanita who is putting on makeup and, uh, Somebody's with her and like, damn, girl, you look good today. Then we cut over to Olivia, the new girl. She's filling up a bathtub and you're like, oh, my God. Oh, that's amazing. She's taking a bath. She lo- Hey, Olivia loves to clean herself. But it turns out, you guys, she's washing her dog <laughs> or she's watching her parents dog. Who knows? We know that there's a dog there. We don't even maybe it got rented for the shoot. But Olivia is going to be washing that dog. Uh, then we cut to Catherine making Halloween decorations, I think. And she's like. I'll give you a star and the googly eyes. Oh, I broke my nail on the googly eyes because these stickly things. And I got to tell you, we don't see any kids in this shot. So I know she has two kids, but we're like, usually she should be like, I'm making these googly eye things. Kids, are you ready to make crafts? But there's no kids. So I'm just like, does Catherine just make crafts? Like, is this her like, oh, it relaxes me putting googly eyes on things. We cut to Austin in the kitchen FaceTiming his parents. And he props up his phone, like on like some kind of stupid bread basket or something, and then it immediately drops because Austin's a fucking Charlie Brown loser. <laughs> and he's like, oh man. And the mom and dad are like, hey, Austin, how you doing? And he's like, when are you guys moving to Seabrook? And he goes, my folks decided to move 40 minutes outside Charleston. They're selling my child at home. And uh, he's like, hey guys, I'm going to go grab, I'm going to come up and grab some things and help. And uh, then Austin at a talking head's like, I get daily phone calls from my dad. Like, hey, I found this old leather glove he used to beat off into. 
And, uh, and mom is saying, Austin, we saved all these things from when you were a little kid. You know, you, you can't throw that stuff out. And then Austin's like, it's making me sad. Like, goodbye to my home, you know, that me and my sister grew up in. And uh, where I went to high school, where my first kiss was, my first finger blast, my first uh, fish fish concert. <laughs> he goes, I remember sneaking out at night. And, like, I don't think my child at home will mean anything to me after that. I don't know. He's just being, like, crybaby Austin like he does. We see pics of young Austin, and it really does. It's like that old, what is that saying? Like, it gets better. Like, it really did for Austin. Like, he, sp- he sprung up. Uh, you know, still awkward, but you know, I think, you know, genuinely to Austin's credit, a lot of girls find him good looking and I don't even, I don't even know if it's good looking. They just, they always just tell me tall. I'm like, okay, but give me more than that. There's gotta be more. He's like, he's really tall. And I'm like, you just said really tall. That's it. But girls really love him, man. So, uh, in a talking head though, I also want to point out with this talking head, Austin, once again, has really bad makeup done in it. So he looks like just wide-eyed. And then the rest of his skin is like a reddish. And he's kind of tearing up. He's having a bad season. And he's like, where am I going to spend Christmas now? And mom goes, hey, by the way, I just saw Madison's engagement on Amazon. <laughs> by the way, I was just on Amazon Live and saw Madison's engagement. How are you feeling? And Austin's like, I feel sorry for that poor son of a bitch. <laughs> And the mom's like, well, I wish her well, but I'm very happy you put that in your rearview mirror. Now we cut over to Patricia's house, Miss Patricia. And she's like, it's champagne hour. Remind me to get the glasses. And Michael, remember, we love Michael, the butler, the manservant. He has unfortunately had a spinal stroke. So Whitney is taking care of Miss Patricia in the butler role. So it is hijinks ensuing every day. And he's like, oh my God, mom, this whole thing is a mess in here. And we like to see glassware everywhere. It really truly looks like, um, like a fancier version of hoarders. And she's like, without Michael, I just don't pay attention. Our supplies are dwindling. Um, she goes, Vanita and Madison are going to come over for a drink, but right now I could be happy with some champagne, Whitney. I'd be happy with a glass I like. And, and Whitney's like kind of fudging around for glasses. Like, I love they have all this set of fancy glasses that are like so expensive. And in mine, I have like McDonald's Batman Forever, like Thirstbuster glasses and shit like that. Um, So... Whitney's like, I should have clearly been a bartender in my other life. And she's like, just give me the bottle. The producer asked Patricia, how does Whitney fare as a bartender? And she goes, let's just say we're a little more casual now. And then it's just shots of body shots of Patricia doing them off Whitney. Uh, (laughs) And we do a flashback to... uh, you know, to the proper way to make uh, a martini. And Michael, the old butler, knew how to do it. He was using, like, a mallet, and he was banging things with, like, a cloth over the ice. And, like, I love a good martini, and just, it, uh, this made me sad. And, ha- like, I was just like, damn. She's like, Michael's got the right martini touch. You're not supposed to fill the glass all the way to the top. Uh-huh. Well, she's telling Whitney is Whitney's pouring the champagne, you know, but I'll make an exception. Madison comes in and she goes, oh, look how pretty you look to Madison. And Madison, what do you, you know, what girls do? You go, no, you are. You're pretty. And then we spend the next 40 minutes telling each other we're pretty. Patricia says, well, all the women in this town make an effort. And, uh, you know, every time I see you is in an old gray shirt, Whitney. 
I do like if uh, Patricia kind of casually makes, oh, Whitney, you piece of shit. Look at you. You haven't changed your underwear in a week. You got old snicker stains down there. Huh? Your little fudge stains. Little, little, little burnout tire tracks on your undies, Whitney. Oh, you're a dirty boy. A dirty boy. Right? Right, Madison? <laughs> And Woody's like, who cares how I look around the house, Mom? It's like, I do. And then Vanita comes in, and Miss Patricia's like, here comes the beauty. And look how beautiful these two women are. And she's kind of saying it to Whitney, and I'm almost like, look how beautiful these two women are. Would you like to give one a little kiss, Whitney? Come on. And Whitney's like, good to see you guys. Um, he's like, I'm now the new Michael. Madison says, well, where's your apron? And she goes, oh, an apron would cover up a, his ugly gray shirt, this piece of shit, <laughs> this dumb piece of shit. And so Whitney's like, okay, have fun, Mom. And then Miss Patricia's like, I hear you're engaged. And she's like, that's right. Oh, let's see that ring. Nice and big. B-D-E. And she goes, I knew I was going to lock down Brett as soon as I looked at him in Scottsdale, Arizona. He had the kindest eyes. Once again, this is bullshit. It's like telling, like, when hot guys are supposedly funny, kind eyes. Like, this dude's like a model, and she's like, oh, he he was so ugly, but he had kind eyes, and I was drawn to him. It's like, no, he was a hot dude, and then maybe you notice somewhere along the line of, oh, he's I guess he's got nice eyes. I can kind of tell that to people so they don't just think I'm dating a brick. Um and Vanita's like, I knew you guys were going to get engaged. And Madison's like, he planned it with my son, Hudson. Very sweet. Um, and Madison goes, my mom always said, you know when you know. Is that the most normal bullshit? Like, we always hear that for, like, did your mom, like, my mom always said, don't wear white after Labor Day. Like, my mom always said, you know when you know. Like, duh. We've heard that so many times. How is that, how is that new advice? It would be like, oh, yeah, mom, I've heard that a billion times. Patricia says, I got married after three months. And I'm talking married, not engaged. And they're like, who? And she goes, which one? <laughs> Madison says, uh, well, anyways, we're having a joint party in the this house in the uh, battery. It's going to be super girly, pink florals. We're going to go down on each other, the whole thing. And uh, she goes, oh, you know what? That Dolce & Gabbana, that pussy dress I have, where else can you wear a kitten dress to a cat fight? Just let her talk, man. Madison says, I'm in a different headspace. I don't want any drama at my party. And Benita says, you mean my party? And Madison goes, true test of friendship. Um, and then Madison just pushes Benita. No, we cut to Shep skateboarding, you guys, longboarding while Madison bikes. So he has like, he's holding on to Madison's little, you know, just like a six-year-old to his parent. But he, and she, he's like, go faster, Madison, do it. I'm slowing down, please. Uh, I told Ronnie that he just always seems like he's like Tom Hanks in the movie Big. Like he's like, oh, I put on my big boy pants. They board to this bar, um, you know, because that's what they do. In it feels like this guy just has this life where he's like, oh, later on, do you want to get the longboard and have dinner in town? And then they just like skateboard to the town, you know? So uh, she goes, please don't pull out my chair, weirdo. I know it's date night, but don't worry. And uh, then she goes... The table looks barren, not as barren as my ovaries. And I'm like, what? Did did Taylor just make an, an a barren ovary joke? Like, after they longboarded? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, they just longboarded, and now she's like, you know what? You know what's a funny joke to start the meal if I say that this table is as barren as my ovaries? And then Sheb's like, come on, you aren't barren. You had a scare. 
but we're out of the woods. And then he goes to high five her, and she's like, you're going to give me a high five to my pain and misery? And Taylor's like, uh, what do you think it does for me? I mean, you know, seeing you do this stuff, I was the one that went through this. And uh, he was like, I was trying to figure out how to change my life drastically. In a talking head, uh, Shep goes, just shoot me right between the eyes and see where it goes. I love that Shep literally goes, just kill me. I want to die. If she turned out to be pregnant, I want you, if you see me, I want you to shoot me between the eyes. And he's like, it's terrifying. You know, it is downright terrifying is what it is. And Taylor's like, I feel like you're being a little flippant about my emotions. And she's like, and he's like, you didn't even ask how I felt like the scare that you put me through. He says that to like, you know, shit says that to Taylor. And I was like, this has got to be a joke, right? Like there's no way he's really saying this. Um, and Taylor says, well, I mean, you can trust me to be here and be faithful and be supportive. And, uh, I, I will do that. And Shep's like, well, where do you think I'm going to, I'm going. And then we get a flashback to the reunions where Andy's like, well, you've been known to, you know, have a couple slip ups in terms of cheating. And Shep's like, well, come on, man. Yeah, no, no. There was some text messages with an old flame. Uh, there was a kiss in a stairwell, uh, the orgy in the Hamptons. Uh, then of course, you know, that one time with the, uh, the 7-Eleven attendant, uh, all of BravoCon, all, you know, he just keeps going and Craig and the, Craig and the clip, remember drunken Craig from the reunion? He's like, I'd break up with you, man. And, uh, so we're back in this scene. They get soup and soft shell crab and they come, you know, the whole, Ooh, look at the food. It looks amazing. The wonderment of food. Um, and Shep's like, apparently I'm not a safe bet, I guess. Like, so now it's like the ballad of the man. And Taylor's like, I think you're kind of not. And Shep's like, that's really mean. In a talking heads, uh, Taylor says, if I was pregnant, I would take the proper steps, you know, which would be marriage. And I don't know if he would step up to the bat, which is just really shitty. But at the same time, in Shep's defense, which I can't believe I'm saying this, is that has Shep ever gave any of us any kind of like he would be there? You know, like, I feel like we all would expect kind of this behavior out of Shep. So I don't like I'm not expecting Shep to be there if I get pregnant all of a sudden. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't think he's ever. So Taylor's like, uh, you know, I don't know if he'd step up to bat. And I'm like, yeah, like, you know that. So you're still there, though. I mean, I hate to put the impetus or the onus on the, the woman, but if he's given you all of these signals you know, not like saying it point blank, but you know what I'm saying? Um, and uh, Taylor goes, you said it yourself. You don't want to get married and settle down. And Shep says, the minute you start telling me to do something, I'll do the exact opposite. Which if I was Taylor, then I would be like, okay, never marry me. Don't ever get me pregnant. Because then Shep, by his logic, would be like, I need to get you. I need to no longer use condoms ever again. Um so Taylor says, well, that's what scares me. And Shep goes, but I want you. But he, Shep said, like, I want you, kind of like he wanted the soft-shell crab. Like, oh, that looks good. Um, Taylor goes, but what if I want things later in life? I probably will. And then Shep goes, we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. And I wonder if he's picturing that crossing on the longboard. Like, oh, we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. If you're pushing me along on my longboard. Uh, new scene, which, by the way, we had a preview for Below Deck Med. And I really love their new slogan is get, get Medi for below deck med instead of ready. Like get Medi. 
Like sometimes I feel like all the good ideas might have been taken already. Anyways, so we come back from commercials, horses, we see, I don't know, a heart, a table for two. Olivia is uh, starting with a Sauvignon Blanc. Catherine walks in and Olivia's like, hey, you sexy. I want a whole show of just women's pleasantries to each other where they see each other's outfits and they're like, girl, slay. And, um... Olivia's like, oh, it smells like sushi. I've been craving sushi since I left L.A. Doesn't it sound bomb? And I, I love that in Southern Charmland, sushi is kind of like a foreign entity. It's like this, like, oh, I've heard, I've, I've read the sea scrolls about these sushi. Folks, summer is just around the corner, so it's time to say goodbye to those jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. Now, I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, and luckily, I found Quince. Now, I have a lineup of timeless pieces I want that will keep me looking fresh year after year. I got a pair of tan shorts. I got a pair of green shorts. I cannot wait to style these for summer. And I gotta tell you, the quality is great because Quince has all the seasonal must-haves like 100% European linen shirts from 30 performance polos, and versatile flow knit activewear. The best part? All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman by partnering directly with top factories and passes that savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. So you can feel good about what you're wearing on every level. So upgrade your wardrobe. Go to quince.com slash so bad for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash so bad to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash so bad. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yeah, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Folks, now is the part of the show that's my favorite. I get to talk about our sponsors this week, and we have two returning sponsors. Our first is our friends over at Splendid Spoon. Now, you guys know how much I love Splendid Spoon. In fact, they came in clutch a couple of weeks ago uh, because I had... uh, I had the the COVID and, you know, you want to talk about easy, healthy, amazing, tasty food that you can make for yourself when you are the only one around to be with yourself that's supposed to, uh, you know, make food for you. It was me and Splendid Spoon came in so clutch. Um, When the weather is warm, you can't help but go out and explore Um, and you got to refresh and refuel after a long summer getaway. So whether you're planning for the big summer trip or recovering from one, it's important to give your body the fuel it needs to feel its best. With Splendid Spoon, you can enjoy a clean, delicious, stress-free meal in just minutes. And folks, I'm literally telling you just minutes. Splendid Spoon takes the work out of eating healthy by delivering ready-to-eat plant-based meals, smoothies, and juices right to your door. Um, So my experience has been amazing. And I want to say, when I say plant-based meals, like I feel all cool when I say that because I'm not a vegan or a vegetarian, but I got to tell you, 
you don't like it wasn't one of those things of like i'm eating vegan or vegetarian like i gotta tell you like it wasn't even something that crossed my mind because the food was so damn good it easily fit into my daily routine this is the second time i have done the whole week of splendid spoon one time of course i was sick with covid but the time before that it fits so easily into my daily routine of actually going out and doing things um they have uh they have these like uh dishes that uh you, you know like this uh spaghetti squash dish they have a tiki masala they have uh smoothies they have power shots a little cayenne pepper thrown in there that you can shoot back and it boosts your metabolism i mean we're talking truly unique dishes and experiences for your palate on a daily basis and you feel great you feel full and they are delicious but let me try to inspire you a little bit more because these meals are shipped right to your door, ready to enjoy in just minutes. It takes the work out of eating healthy. Splendid Spoon fits into any schedule and there's a meal plan for everyone. You can go directly on their website. They have so many options to choose from. In fact, they tried to hit me with these other options and I was like, you know what? I want this, this, and this instead. And it was so easy to make those changes. Every single meal, like I said, is 100% plant-based, gluten-free, and GMO-free. And you can enjoy delicious dishes like creamy mushroom and spinach noodles, coconut curry, and cauliflower tikka soup. That's what I was talking about. That is awesome. You have 50 choices, and they're constantly rotating their menu. There's always new dishes to try. So stay well-fueled this summer with Splendid Spoon. Get started today and save on an entire week of ready-made plant-based meals. Just go to SplendidSpoon.com forward slash so bad for $50 off your first box when you subscribe. That's $50 off at SplendidSpoon.com slash so bad. And once again, Remember, you've got to invest a little bit in your health, a little bit in the comfort of your life. You don't want to be spending all day in the kitchen in any sense. Why not leave that to the experts and just, uh, you know, a couple minutes and you've got a delicious meal that you know is healthy. I'm trying to put my best foot forward right now in terms of health. I told you about hiring a trainer last week. Splendid Spoon fits right into that. Uh, now, our second sponsor fits right into that as well. This is my second month uh, using their product. It is Just Thrive. Um, so thanks to our modern world, it's impossible to cut out all of the stress. Believe me, I think we all know that. From turning on the daily news to juggling the work-life balance to scrolling through social media, stress is there. The solution then isn't to stop or avoid it, but instead find effective ways to manage it. Just Calm, the brand new product from Just Thrive, Just Thrive is the company, you guys, represents a revolutionary new approach to uplifting your body, mind, and soul naturally. Just Calm has been clinically proven in multiple studies to help reduce perceived stress, balance cortisol, improve sleep quality, and even encourage focus and flow. And for unbeatable stress management, I've been pairing Just Calm with Just Thrive spore-based probiotic. By the way, that's the sexiest phrase I'll ever say, spore-based probiotic. Here's why. Okay, we've all heard the term gut instinct or the gut-brain connection, but that connection is more powerful than you think. Your gut and brain talk to each other, sending signals all day long. A healthy gut isn't just crucial for immune and digestive health. It's also one of the best ways to beat stress long-term. By giving your gut the beneficial bacteria it needs to thrive, 
Just Thrive Probiotic not only supports your best gut health, it creates the perfect foundation for Just Calm to perform at maximum strength. And when your gut is happy and your stress is under control, you'll be able to keep calm and win the day every day. So right now, you can get 15% off this dynamic duo when you go to justthrivehealth.com and use code SOBAD at checkout. Um, I'm going to put all that information on the show notes as well, folks. But do me a favor. Go and check it out for yourself. See if you want to... uh, uh, See if you want to experiment with it. But I have been doing it the last two months. And I really, truly am... My health is of utmost concern right now and just thrive and splendid spoon are two things that i'm so proud to actually talk about because these are things that actually do help me and i think can help you as well uh remember just go even check it out for the benefit of the show these things really do help and i uh i really do like both of these companies when it comes to the plant-based eating debate there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy Of course, we want to eat things that make us feel good and generate energy to keep us going, but there's also a major environmental component that drives a lot of people to a plant-focused diet. But you don't have to give up some of your faves entirely. Impossible Foods makes meat from plants. They're solving the meat problem with more meat. By creating delicious meat from plants that's better for you and the planet, Impossible lets you enjoy some of your favorite meaty products with a plant-based twist. Ground beef, homestyle meatballs, sausage patties, all made from plants. And that's just a few of their delicious and versatile options. No more tension between craving meat but not wanting to eat so much of it or sacrificing your carnivorous faves for your health. Indulge in nutrient-packed, plant-based goodness and feel good doing it. Check out impossiblefoods.com to see how you can help solve the meat problem with more meat. That's I-M-P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E-F-O-O-D-S dot com. Yes, yeah. But Catherine truly doesn't understand what sushi is, I think. She's like... Oh, what's the end of mommy? Is that the little beanies? And then she orders shrimp tempura, but she calls it shrimp temperl. And I'm like, shrimp temperl, that sounds good. Uh, Olivia once again goes, you look very sexy. And she goes, Catherine's like, my boobs are a little big for this, but I went with it. Yeah. Thanks for being my day tonight. Um, so uh, Catherine's like, I need some light, you, you know, and you haven't been bitten by the plague, the Charleston bug yet. We get a flashback to Naomi um, talking to Olivia of like, I heard the intention was a peace offering and you saying you didn't want to be there. That whole fight between Naomi and Catherine that Olivia, I guess, threw her two cents into it to me is just really a non-starter. Yet they keep talking about it, which is the cornerstone of all reality shows. Naomi saying, um, you know, did you go tell Catherine that? I, it's bullshit. It's a flashback that we've already seen. Olivia says, um, Austin, Austin told me to take down the mean girl, she tells Catherine. And Catherine's like, look at you, smiling like, ooh, look at you, getting a text from Austin. And then Olivia goes, I'm attracted to him, obviously. He's tall. So there again, guys, it's two separate things. Attractiveness is face. Tall is length. Do you guys understand what I'm saying? Like, ladies and dudes, like, there's a difference here. Can we at least agree on this? I'm not saying that, you know, you can have an attractive face and be tall. I'm not saying it has to be one or the other. But don't go, uh, yeah, I'm super attracted to him. Obviously, he's tall. Like, it's not the same thing. Those are two separate things. Um, And Olivia's like, me and Austin, we're taking baby steps. And and then Catherine goes, oh, that's a homie. (laughs) Catherine goes, yeah... Okay, and something about like men being wild horses but lazy. 
And I love the thought of like, this is once again, like we praise men for the dumb, like, ooh, like all of a sudden Austin's a wild horse. Like, no, Austin's a fucking lazy mule. What are you talking about? Like, a, he's a wild stallion ready to be tamed with a lot of fierce fight in him. Like, what? What are you? Are you out of your mind? Give me a break. Um, so uh, she's like, after my party. Oh, then. So, so sorry. Um, Olivia asks about how things are going with Chubbs or Caleb. And Catherine's like, after my party, we got into a really big fight. He left for six days. I invited him over to dinner for sad meatballs and to tell him what I needed. And it didn't go over so well. And then we get a flashback of that where Caleb's like, you threw the kids like straight on me. And Catherine's like, maybe you shouldn't be in a relationship then, which I kind of agree with Catherine. And uh, then Catherine's like, this isn't working, Chubbs. And he's like, ah, shit. And she's like, so I broke up with Caleb. And Olivia's like, oh, my God. And she's like, I know. In a talking head, Catherine goes, at this point in my life, I'm looking for a forever person. The person looking at the big picture, the five-year plan, the 10-year plan, the 11-year plan, the 13-year-old plan, the 18-year-old plan. Yeah, it's all these plans. I, I, does anybody have these five and 10-year I think we always just say we have these like, oh, the five-year plan, the 10-year plan. But I don't really truly think these exist. I mean – I love everybody at home is like, uh, they absolutely do exist, you idiot. Like, truly they exist. I'm worried about you. Olivia's like, yeah, you just got that place together, you and Chubbs. And she's like, I want someone who supports me. He's an athlete. He does not deal with his emotions. He's always, athletes are always a machine. And I'm like, okay, but like they still, I mean, I love the thought of athletes getting their emotions beaten out of them. Which is a kind of a fascinating thing because now I don't want them to break up. Now I want a whole season of Catherine trying to get emotions out of Chubbs. You know, like, ignore your training, Chubbs. Ignore your football training. Give me one tear. Give me one tear down that beautiful cheekbone of yours, Chubbs. Uh, we cut to fiddle music, like sad, like ding, 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 ding. And Caleb's cousin, or Caleb's at his cousin's house, Chelsea. Um, and, uh, he's like, yeah, man, I appreciate the last couple of days. You let me be here. And they're pouring like moonshine or something. He's like, Oh, we drinking this straight up. And, and they're like, damn boy, drinking it. And they're like, is this a thousand proof? And then Chubbs dies. No, no. <laughs> Chelsea goes, I had to hit you right. Which I love. That's what I like. I love when a, when one of my bros hits me with a white claw and I'm like, Oh, he had to hit me right, man. Um, so Chubbs is like, I, I'm cornered. I, I'm concerned for my damn self. You know, I didn't talk to Catherine today or yesterday, and she's in my head. And Chelsea's like, how long you guys dated? A year? You know? And Chelsea's like, man, that's heavy. And Chubbs is like, I'm so confused. In a talking head, he goes, when we first started dating, everything was happy. I felt like I was, you know, uh, we were like romantic. And I miss her warmth, her hugging, her kissing. Her, I mean, I love her. I like that. I was like, I miss her warmth, her hugging, her big old bitties. Like, I was like, oh, are we going to get specific? She goes, he goes, I don't want to break it off the way we broke it off. When I talk to her, I have a hard time showing my emotions. And I was like, oh no, is this the athlete? Because I'm an athlete. She wants me to have a sad face and I don't have it in me to have a sad face. I do care, but I don't know how to share this emotion. And Chelsea goes, is it worth it? And then Chubbs goes, that's what I'm saying. Okay, but is it? Like, we don't even answer. Like, but okay, cool. I, I'm glad we're on the same page with what we're saying. But what is the answer? Like, I'm like, we, I love scenes that just like, yep. Yep. Uh-huh. You know it. Ain't that right? Like, okay, but answer, like, what is it? Are you going to go try to get, get her back? 
Like, what are we doing? What's the plan here? Um, <laughs> next scene, uh, it's Madison and Vanita. And uh, Madison is saying, oh, I'm good, Vanita. I'm working on crafts with my kids. And, oh, sorry, sorry. This is actually Catherine talking on the phone with Madison. And Madison's like, I haven't picked Hudson's Halloween costume. He's into horror now. I wanted him to be a little elephant, you know, and I called to see if you wanted to go to the garden party I'm hosting this weekend. Super girly, no boys, wear pink, blue. I'm not even worried what you're going to wear. And Catherine says, I'm looking up pink dresses on Google. Does Vanita want me to come? And Madison in a talking head says, Vanita's issues will probably last for a while. So, uh... Madison's like, but this is a joint party. She didn't ask me to bring whoever she wants to bring. And Madison goes, you know, what Vanita told me is that she wants to start a clean slate with everyone. And then Madison goes, Catherine, I'd ho- I was hoping you'd ask Olivia. I don't know her that well. And Catherine's like, yeah, I love her. I'll absolutely tell her. And they're like, see you this weekend. Bye. And I'm like, oh, that's just going to be a whole mess. Like, that's just trouble that really really trouble we cut to a sunrise a sunset uh we see a bridge a big house a golf range and austin gets out of his manly jeep with his golf clubs and you guessed it folks he's tall taller than ever and he sees his love man craig and he's like uh i haven't hit golf balls in so long man (laughs) and craig's like that's why we're on that's why we're here on the range to practice and then He's like, yo, hey, hey, Craig, check out my kicks. Deion Sanders said, you look good, you play good, you play good, you pay good. And Craig goes, it's actually not the same, you fucking idiot. You look good, you feel good, you play good, they pay good. And then Austin's like, whatever, dude, kiss me. And uh, then Craig's like, maybe I'll put it on a pillow, that Deion Sanders quote. Um, Who do you think are buying your pillows, man? Shep asked, uh, Craig goes, Oh, Shep asked me to play the other day, so I played with Shep. And you can tell Austin's like, what? You play with Shep, not me? And then Austin's like switching to another tactic, and he's like, I have this huge meeting on Thursday with Harris Teeter in North Carolina, and I can increase production of Tropop 10 times. And Craig goes, that's exciting. And he seems totally bored. And then Austin's like, then I'm going to go to my folks' house in Charlotte because they sold it and we, we got to say goodbye to my child at home, which is insane. I need some emotional support to come back to Charlotte with me and I need to help move some furniture. And Craig goes, moving furniture sucks. I'll help you. Craig says, look at both of us in healthy places. Everything's going well. Getting our privates touched and the relationship-wise. I'm happy you're over your ex, Madison. You are, right? And... Austin's like, Craig, what are you talking about? Of course. He goes, you are, right? And Austin's like, of course, Craig. And then Craig goes, because that was a terrible time for all of us. And then they go, "Uh, yeah, but the new girl, Olivia, you know, she's cool. She's very cool, chill, and level-headed, Austin says. I think she's tall, you know, and like tall people, you know, go with the flow. Short people are like angry little demons. And I was like, dude, isn't Paige the Sorbo short? And uh, then Craig goes, do you want to hang out with her? And he goes, I do want to hang out with Taylor. Oh, no, I do. We hang out a lot with Taylor and Shep. You know, I don't want one-on-one time, and I'm keeping it that way. I don't want to fast-track anything. I like that Austin doesn't trust himself. He's like, 
I need to be with other people, because if not, I'm going to do the old Austin where I try to get her naked and do the hippity-dippity and then bail on her and then get her female friends to fight her because I've hooked up with them too. High five, down low, too slow. Um, so then uh, Craig's like, you getting any vibes from her? And Austin's like, yeah. Her vibes is she's confused as shit by me. And he thinks he's all like dope. He's like, I'm such a puzzle, dude. I'm so, I'm a wild bucking bronco, dude. I, my vibes are just wild. Craig's like, I don't blame her if you're not ready. To, but if you're not ready to date her, just let her know. Maybe you'll get there someday. But I don't want to, you know, just say I don't want to hold you back from living your life. And then Austin's like, should I text her? He's like, yeah. And then he goes, hey, with three Y's in the text. And then he's like, hey, with three Y's, that's weird. And Austin goes, hey, so I was thinking we should meet up tomorrow and grab a drink. And then Craig's like, don't do the so, you know, because it's more affirmative. If you say so, let's get drinks tomorrow. If you say so, that makes it sound like unsure. And say, hey, I think we should get drinks tomorrow. And Austin goes, hey, I think we should get drinks tomorrow. That sounds weird. No, I said, hey, so we're going to get drinks tomorrow, Craig says. And then Austin's like, that's so presumptuous. Don't you think so clear your schedule? Go, oh, no, go. Oh, oh, so clear your schedule. We're going to get drinks tomorrow. And Craig goes, I think that would be exciting as hell to receive. And you tell Austin makes a mental note to someday send Craig that exact text message. How exciting as hell is this, Craig? And then uh, he goes, should I put period? And then Craig goes, no punctuations, please. And Austin's like, what? And then Craig goes, come on, pussy. Punctuations are worse than emojis. And then Austin's like, but what about three periods, ellipses? And they're like, that sounds not confident. Okay, hey, so I think you should clear your schedule and we should day drink tomorrow. <laughs> that's, that's what they went with, you guys. And uh, a dick pic. This is literally the worst Cyrano de Bergerac I've ever seen in my life. And then Austin goes, sent. Uh, that'll be great to see Olivia and get out of town for a second, Austin says. And Craig goes, yeah, tell her how you feel about her and run away. <laughs> That's funny. And then we go, bow, 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 horn music. And we are now at Madison Vanita's party. We see uh, cellos being set up and violins, woodwinds. We see pretty glasses, flowers in the drinks, which I would uh, I would not want flowers in my drink. Madison says, oh my God, this looks so good. Are y'all kidding me? She's greeted with a drink. This is perfect. Oh, Erica, are you kidding me? And Erica is like the party planner. And I got scared it was Erica Jane at first. I was like, oh my God, she would never work. Um, and they're like, oh my God, Erica, you outdid yourself. I'm speechless. So it's like, okay, cocktail hour, then open the gates for everyone to do a celebration. And Madison's like, oh my God, I could cry. Now, Vanita, the other birthday girl that's sharing the party comes in. She's like, oh my God, this looks so good. And Vanita's like, I live for a good monogrammed moment because there's like monogram on things, you know. And uh, all of a sudden, Vanita sees Catherine and Olivia markings on like the place settings. Like, oh, wait a sec. Because Vanita doesn't know that Catherine and Olivia were even invited. And Madison's like, oh, yeah, I told her to uh, extend an invite to Olivia. I think it'll be good. Positive vibes. In a talking head, Vanita goes, you know how I feel about both of them. Why would you invite them and not tell me? We get a flashback to four days ago where Vanita is telling Madison, okay, my girlfriend such and such is coming. And Madison's like, oh, good. I can't wait to meet her. And we got Patricia, Lev, Naomi, Marcy, Taylor, Sarah. And Vanita goes, me and you. And that's it. And then Vanita's like, so whose side are you on here in a talking head? This reads to me like a producer setup because it just, it's all too convenient. Like the producer's like, okay, you got to call and invite him, but do not tell Vanita so we can get a reaction. 
You can tell Vita Benita is not happy about this. Um, but she keeps, you know, like, hey, let's just keep on going. Uh, she says Libra season is the best season to exist. But what made you invite Ka- what made you invite Catherine and Olivia? And Madison goes, well, I mean, I was invited to her party and, you know, I don't really know Olivia that much, but I figure Catherine would want her to be here. Um, and then Madison goes, we can change that if you like, if you feel some sort of way. When you say if you feel some sort of way, it doesn't really pump you full of respect that this person is like, yeah, whatever you need. Um, so the day before the party in a talking head. Um, oh, yeah. Because they were talking about, remember, Madison's birthday party where the day before she disinvited Austin from the birthday party. And Vanita points that out in a talking head, which that was actually a funny thing where Austin like was like, well, why wasn't I even invited, Madison? Vanita says, Madison can push buttons and she knows how to do that very well. And Madison's like, well, anyways, I'm going to have fun regardless. Uh, and Madison says, it never crossed my mind. Um, oh no, sorry. Vanita says it would never cross my mind that Madison would try to push my buttons. And, uh, they all cheers. Happy birthday. Violins start playing. Marcy Shep's cousin comes in with Taylor Shep's girlfriend <laughs> and they, uh, are presented with a glass of champagne. They look at Madison's ring. Vanita's just kind of staring into space and you know, Oh, how did he propose? And Vanita's like, Oh my God. Like I haven't heard this story 500 times. She's like, Oh, he proposed involving my son. And Marcy's like, I'm going to cry. Really? Like, is that all it takes? Like, we we, we just cry about anything nowadays. Like, Oh, I'm going to cry. Leva Bonaparte is there. She finally shows up and she's like, she seems tipsy. She's like, Hey, you know, that whole thing. You look good. Oh, you look good. Um, so, uh, she's hugging Madison and then Lev is like, Oh, Benita, it's your birthday too. Isn't it? And a talking head, Benita goes, Oh my God, Madison, you're engaged. Oh my God. Oh my God. Yeah. You're part of like, so basically what's happening is this party is kind of turning into Madison's engagement party. And Madison even says, I feel like this is the vibe for my wedding shower too. And Madison goes, maybe this is what this is. And Benita's like, Zoiks, what are you talking about? Uh, go to commercial. We come back. Sarah and Saraha or Sarah and Tati, Vanita's friends, uh, are there. And Vanita's like, the party has arrived. And Vanita tells her friends um, about Catherine and Olivia coming. And she's like, I didn't know they were coming. This will be interesting. So um, they're saying Charleston in the low country gets a little hot. So they're waving fans. We already got like, I was thinking about this and just how hot I would be. I was talking about this with Ronnie. I just... Even watching it, I got heated up, and I was just like, oh, my God, I, I, I can smell myself hot already. You know, like in those temperate climates, you can already just like, this is not for me. Uh, Naomi comes in and hugs Vanita, and she's like, uh, and Leva is like, oh, my God, what is it? Birds of one flock, <laughs> two, and then she goes, one feather, two flocks of one bird, and Leva keeps going. She's like, two birds of one flock. Two birds of one feather. And then Naomi straight face goes, are you okay? It's birds of a feather flock together. And Vanita says, I was going to let her have it. Uh, and then Leva, Naomi says, two birds, one flock together. What? And it's like kind of laughs at Leva like, you fucking idiot. Um, Leva, can I ask you a question real quick? Vanita says, you seem to have things figured out with Catherine. How do I walk into that space with Catherine? And then Leva goes, I'm glad you're mentioning that. Um, there's something in your heart because I haven't gotten the chance to like sit down and talk to her. 
and there's still stuff on your heart. Now, Leva, like, like this is like, she's, I feel like she might be having a stroke or something because it's like, what are you taught? Like further of the feather flocking together. And now you're like, I'm glad you mentioned that. That means something's literally on your heart, uh, stuff on your heart. And they're like, once again, could you just answer? Like, how, how do I do this? There's stuff on, but there is stuff on your heart. And, uh, she goes, yeah. And I want to grow and build a friendship. And I, I think I'm going to have to ask her for a one-on-one Vanita says, and Leva goes, heal it up. Heal it up indeed, Leva. We cut to Catherine and Olivia in the car, and Olivia says, I feel like I'm wearing drapes. And she's like, you excited? And she's like, I really am. I'm, I'm making it more than I am in my head, you know, and I want you to be comfortable, Catherine. And Catherine's like, I want you to be comfortable and have fun and for them to, you know, I don't want them to take away your voice because you stood up for me, and I don't want it to be a burden to be my friend, you know? And Olivia goes, I just hope everyone's on the same page. And she's like, it's like garden games, like hunger games. And you know me, when I heard that, then the rest of the episode, I literally was picturing this as hunger, hunger games. I was like, I volunteer Miss Tri- Patricia as tribute. Olivia goes, oh my gosh, <laughs> yes, just let's not be triggered. And uh, she's like, it won't be. I'm not a dramatic person. And then we get a long look from Olivia, like, what the fuck are you talking about, Catherine? They get there. Vanita says, okay, the ladies have arrived. And Vanita sees these girls, and, and she goes, listen, Catherine kills a theme. So that was like a nice thing to say. Catherine hugs Vanita, hugs Olivia. Madison's telling Catherine, uh, I knew, oh my God, we're already on the engagement story. And Vanita's like, oh, let me guess, talking about the engagement. And Catherine says, mom to mom, I knew it is so important to find someone who is right in the right place you are. And I'm so happy for you. That's another like easy thing to say of like, mom to mom, I know it's important to find somebody who likes you. <laughs> and Madison's like, you're going to make me cry. Oh my God. You said the right thing. Naomi and Leva are lurking in the background and Naomi goes, I'm so tired of being the bigger person. I don't want to be the bigger person. She takes a sip of her Diet Coke in uh, The Talking Head. If it makes Naomi feel any better, I don't feel like she comes off as the bigger person. (laughs) So she's like, hi, Catherine. And then Catherine's like, how are you? It's good to see you. Like, really cold. And The Talking Head, Catherine goes, fuck that bitch. Naomi says, I feel like you and I should chat. We got a bad start. Naomi's talking to Olivia. And Olivia says, yeah, let's do that. Let's go over here. And Naomi goes, with Catherine, there is just so much unexplained history, you know, and you couldn't have known, you know, there's three sides to everything. And like, you wouldn't have known. So Naomi's trying to give Olivia a way out of like, you don't know how uh, dumb Catherine is. Um, So you're like, but that's what I was trying to make clear. And I didn't get to say it. And it, 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 you know, was coming in on sides and, and I, you know, she was being spoken about and she wasn't even at the party. And it's just about decency. Um, Olivia says, what you can tell Naomi is like, fuck your decency. And Naomi goes, I respect that. And I also respect that you didn't back down on your point, even though it was a lot with everyone there. You know, I love the name. was like, uh, I also respect that. Uh, you didn't break down, but, uh, you were very wrong. You're, you're a big idiot still. So, at this point, Naomi shanks Olivia. We didn't even see that coming. Just with a butter nut. No. Um, so Naomi goes, whatever problems that are happening have nothing to do with you, Olivia. It's kind of like that Naomi. Like, if I'm beating down Catherine, just know to not jump in. 
And Olivia's like, yeah, I'm happy for us to move forward and we're good. In a talking head, Olivia says, I appreciate her saying sorry, but do I trust Naomi? No. And Naomi says, this is good. I feel good about this. Now we can move on. We cut to Vanita and Vanita's like, let's take photos. Vanita is like by herself. Nobody seems to be paying attention to her. We cut to Marcy uh, to Olivia. She's like, what's been going on since I've seen you? Kind of just trying to pump her for Austin information because remember Marcy always had a, a girl boner for Austin. Olivia says, well, we did our group dates and then he sent me a text saying that we're going to have a date tomorrow. We'll see, which is, of course, the text that we saw being written for eight hours with Craig on the golf course. And uh, Taylor says, I want to see this transpire. I really do. Which Taylor, like, those are like big words, which I think Ronnie said, oh, that's you really see the Shep influence. Um, so uh, he goes, so, Catherine, last time I talked to you, there was shit going on between you and Chubbs, uh, a.k.a. Caleb. And uh, she's like, yeah, we broke up. And Vinita says, that's sad. That's sad. But let's have... Let's have a good time delay today. Let's manifest happiness and peace. And Leva goes, butterflies. And then she goes, my boy is so cute, you guys. He's super competitive at tennis. And then it'll be like, butterfly. And Catherine says, the innocence of children, so refreshing. People re- raise their kids to be bad. It's a cycle. They raise them with the same problems. And our, our system, our system works against that. And Vanita is just staring like, are you really saying are you doing like what and they're talking head she's like are you doing this for show like i don't understand you know the small action she makes will trickle down to her kids and she's like so that moment of anger that you had with uh you know she who will not be named Vanita says to Catherine, are you saying like the system you know now we can't with the kids i'm, I'm getting to know you better Catherine. I, I mean i you you don't teach your kids that and Catherine goes yeah and she goes teach my kids what like don't you don't use that monkey emoji to the kids. And I'm asking that nicely. And she goes, you're asking me if I do that? No, I absolutely do not. And Vanita says, well, that's refreshing. And Leva and Tati are watching. just like, oh, no, no. And I'm watching like, oh, no, no. And Vanita says, in a moment of anger, it's easy to spread that, you know, to your kids. And that's just me wanting to get to know you better and have a relationship. And I want to make sure that's not happening. The whole time, by the way, this beautiful woodwinds are like, violins, and Catherine says, absolutely not. Absolutely not. And then Benita goes, we can cheers to that then. And uh, Catherine goes, thanks for having me. And they go, thanks for coming. And they drink. We cut to uh, temperature. It says 84 degrees. Madison's laughing and says, oh, this is Loki, my bridal lunch now. It truly is. And uh, Naomi goes, oh, there's Miss Patricia. I just saw a Rolls Royce. And then, of course, Whitney gets out to open the door. He's like, oh, stuck, Mom. Have fun, Mom. Here's some walking around money. And he's wearing a shirt that says we, O-U-I. And uh, Miss Patricia's like, hey, ladies. Olivia to Catherine says, how you doing? And she goes, Vanita and I just talked. And Olivia's like, you feel good about it? And Catherine's like, I just don't know what to think. I, I, I don't know. And Miss Patricia's like, oh, beautiful place. Ooh, luxury. Finger sandwiches. And uh, Naomi says, I'm starving. And Patricia says, let me give you a little tip to Madison. When you hold your drink, make sure your ring is turned around. And you like like that, yes? And Madison does it. And Miss Patricia says, are you ready? Are you, uh, okay, uh, yes, of course. They all start sitting down at their plates to eat. And Benita says, okay, take a second and open your little gift. They're cute little earrings, uh, garden-themed dirt and worms. <laughs> and everybody loves them. Marcy, by the way, we'll find out, doesn't have her ears pierced. And Miss Patricia goes, me neither. My mother always said loose women have pierced ears, which I just, I mean, I've been thinking about that since Thursday of like, ah, sluts, 
You know who has pierced ears? Oh, slutty girls. Pier- I didn't even know. Like, I thought pierced girls. I thought that was very normal. But Miss Patricia's like, you a whore. You a whore. Whore. Um, they're passing sandwiches. And Leva's like, we don't have sandwiches on this side. I love that Le- Leva has like five lines this episode. And one is, we don't have sandwiches on this side. And then the one girl's like, I'm going to take two. I know that's rude, but I'm hungry. Like, did we need to leave this in? Was I, I don't even know who this girl is. Um, this is the same shit, by the way, they served at the tea party at Bluestone Manor and Girls Trip a couple weeks ago. Madison to Olivia says, uh, I heard about you and I think we're going to, we're going to hit it off well. Benita says, okay, well, thank you all for coming to our garden party. And Madison goes, champagne and cupcakes. And Miss Patricia goes, remember, my motto is eat, drink, and remarry. Ha, 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 ha. I just, it's like very, I wish everybody would just been silent. Like, oh, eat, drink, and you're going to get divorced. Gonna cause a lot of, a lot of heartache for your family, and your kids. They're gonna wonder why mom and dad are divorced, but uh, then you'll remarry. Yeah, I mean, like her toast is potentially really sad. Um, so uh, <laughs> they're talking, and uh, Miss Patricia does a toast. She goes, "So happy birthday to you, Vanita!" And I'll close by putting forth to all of you that from this time forward we have no drama. And we have a clean slate. And then Miss Patricia goes, I've never had a clean slate, but I'm starting now. So here's to whatever. And they're all like, oh. And Levis says, here's to Patricia's first clean slate. Levis says, obviously, there are people who might want to call clean slate amongst this table. But there are no, there are others who have issues here. So in the spirit of realness, let's like just fix this. Taylor looks at Olivia. Um, and he goes, because these are all big feelings swept under the rug, maybe we can address one of them, you know, in an environment where we don't get heated, let's fix it. Uh, which is always just so weird. Like you thought it was like at this birthday party is where we fix the issues. And Vanita says, okay, let's do one. Uh, let's do one and done. Uh, you first and you second. And she's pointing at Catherine and Olivia and Catherine says, we're trying to be adults and see results. And Vanita says, well, let's have the conversation because I like you, but I don't know you. And Catherine's like, well, I would love that because I want to be present with you too. And it just feels like they're one-upping each other, but 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 there's like an angry undercurrent. And Benita's like, well, can I be present with you second or would you like to go first? Like the order really matters here. And Catherine says, well, what do you mean? Am I, am I mean? Are you my doctor? I mean, is this an appointment? And I'm starting to like go like, what is, I, what is happening? What are we talking about now? I just got, I totally lost the thread. Vanita goes, no, 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 no. And Catherine's like, this is very condes- condescending. Olivia's like, no, 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 everybody chill, everybody chill. And Naomi says, Catherine, you know what? And then Catherine goes, shut the fuck up, Naomi. And Vanita goes, here we go, here we go. And Catherine's like, you're not worth my time. And Miss Pitcher goes, no F-words, please. And Vanita says, if I want to fix things, I wouldn't approach you. So what do you need back from this? And Catherine's like, I don't need shit. And Vanita's like, got it. And Catherine goes, sorry. Ba-ba-doo. It's easy as buzz and the bees and the one, two, threes. Ooh-hoo. And that is the end. And next episode, we that's... That's right, folks. We have more drama next episode. So that is Thursday night's episode. You'll probably hear that on next Tuesday of the pod. But uh, thank you. This has been a wild week so far. uh, And I will talk to you bright and early on Thursday. But I hope you guys have a great Wednesday. And remember, you can check this out on YouTube. Subscribe to the old YouTube. It really does help. And, uh, And that's it, you guys. I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Betches.